Welcome to Deep Dive, where we seek to explore everyday topics on a deeper level from a biblical perspective. As young adults, we are constantly flooded with the opinions and beliefs of others. It is easy to get lost in the confusion and chaos of this world as the constant pressure of society seeks to drown us. As young adults ourselves, our goal in this podcast is to utilize God's Word to help us navigate through the young adult years the way God intended. Join us as we dive deep into today's episode. And welcome back to the Deep Dive Podcast. I am joined here by the one and the only Josh Kaiser. Yo, 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 yo. How are you doing, bro? I'm doing great. Good. That, that bucket hat looks good on you. As does yours. Yeah, we're we're both just wearing bucket hats right now for no reason. Both rocking the bucket hats. Yeah. I like I like that one. Except it kind of makes me look like I belong in like the the wilderness of Africa, you know. Hey, unfortunately, I can't see how it looks on myself. You look good. You do. But the one you have on is sweet. Thank you. GCU. Yeah. Lopes up. Get yep. it. Get it a lope shop. Shameless yes. plug. <laughs> Now, how are you going to tie that into what we're talking uh, about? Let's see this transition. You know, I bet the disciples wore bucket hats. <laughs> no, that would have been I, cool. That would have been sweet if the disciples wore bucket hats. You know? Yeah. I don't think they did. did were, were there hats back then? That's a good question. I don't know. I have never thought about this. All right. Well, anyways, if you can't tell, we're going to talk about the disciples and we are on top of that, going to talk about community and how they relate together and how they differ as well. But um, we want to start talking about the disciples, who they are, what they did. And yeah, Josh, what, do, you, do you want me to read Yes, Luke 6? Read Luke 6. I'm going to read Luke 6. You ready? And starting in verse 13, it says, And when the day came, he called his disciples and chose from them twelve whom he named apostles, Simon, whom he named Peter and Andrew, his brother, and James and John and Philip and Bartholomew and Matthew and Thomas and James, the son of Alphaeus. I don't know if that's how you say that name. Don't hold me to that. Uh, and Simon, who was called the zealot and Judas, the son of James and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. They really kind of flames Judas at the end there. Like everyone's like, ah, it's I mean, like brother of who, son of who. We can't say like, it wasn't deserved. I mean, that's true. It was like Judas traitor. Boom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so if you do not know, those are the 12 disciples of Jesus, yes. his followers who were with him for a, for a brief time um, on his life on earth. Yes. And Judas was replaced. Judas was replaced. And I believe Acts by Matthias. Matthias. Little tidbit. Yeah. Little, 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 little nugget of knowledge. Um, no, but, uh, with nugget of knowledge, guys, that's a secret word. We will tell that you actually listen to it. Oh, if you say nugget of knowledge, oh, there it is with okay. knowledge with an N though, not a K. <laughs> okay. Um, no, but Josh and I were talking last week and we were like, you know, I feel like the, I feel like the disciples were homies. Like it was the boys. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know if they started out as homies. I don't you think gotta, so. You gotta believe that they became homies. I think so, too. Because, you know, Jesus was like, follow me. And they were like, okay. You know, I mean, if, if Jesus said, follow me, I'd probably be, probably be like, okay, too. You know? Yeah. But I think over time, you know, it, they spent a few years together uh, and more after Jesus' death. And I, mm-hmm. and I like to think that um, 
yeah, they were, they became brothers, you know, they were, they were almost exiles because they were following Jesus. And, and so they were going through life together and all the challenges together. And that got Josh and I thinking about, you know, we, we could talk about community and how, how the 12 disciples kind of, um, set an example for community. Some of the things they did well, some of the things they might not have done well, but, um, and how that can relate to our lives and what, and the type of community we seek to strive towards so yes sir do you have anything to start out with um i would say a great example of having good community example is not the right word (laughs) a great reason to have good community there you go built around christ is that we're all called to build each other up to carry each other's burdens and so that for me, makes me more confident when I'm surrounded by those who are followers of Christ, who share the same faith. Yeah. Makes me more confident in myself, in my faith, and so forth. Yeah. And a Bible verse to back that I was, up. I was about to ask you, do you have Galatians six two? I do not have it off the my okay. top of my head yet, but I do have it off the top of the Bible. Nice. Which says, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Boom. It's it's pretty simple. It's like right there, you know. Get um, friends that will carry your burdens. Amen. And like and and I we we kind of say that jokingly, like in a, in a funny way. But like that is such a game changer, is it? It not? is. And huge. It's it's it's, ma- it's massive. Um, having those around you who are are not only with you through the highs, but are with you through the lows um and are here to support you like whenever life gets a little bit hard you know yep (laughs) yep (laughs) Yep. i'm with you um so dang it what was i gonna say next uh i got distracted by your yup hey it was a good yup it was a good yup yuppie um no but so with with those in community and and the benefits of community it's, I think it's important to note that, like, it doesn't just happen immediately overnight, you know? No. I think in terms of community, in terms of me and, and my, my boys, my best friends, you know, Josh Josh is one of my boys. He's one of, he's one of the homies. No way. That's the first time he's ever told you that, That's guys. That's not true. <laughs> that is not true. Um, like, it comes with time and patience, you know? You can't just find community and 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 have a good brother in in christ like overnight you know you can find cool people and be like okay like i'm probably gonna be good friends with these people but it takes work it does take work and it takes boldness i want to talk about boldness you know you like boldness i do yeah um so in terms of boldness you know we i want we, we could talk about kind of the the downside of of a unchristian community and how that could be detrimental because i mean in my experience yeah do you want to pull up this verse yes yes i'm sorry josh is reading my mind josh is going to read us a verse real quick the main thing that i think about when deciding hey this isn't the right community or i'm hanging out with non-believers that aren't necessarily a good example for me is 1 Corinthians 15.33, which yep. says, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Mm-hmm. And an illustration yes. that I have heard slash seen 
Seen? from. I mean, they kind of just hop up there and then oh, okay. stand there. You should probably tell them what the illustration but is. But the illustration is <laughs> somebody stands on a chair. And the whole point is it's much easier to pull, pull the person down from the chair than yeah. for the person on the chair to pull you up. Mm-hmm. So when you think about it, you could think about yourself as the person on the chair. And it's much harder to pull somebody who's not a good example up to your level yeah. and to be a good example to you. Yeah. And it's much easier for them to be a bad example and pull you because down off the chair. It's not only them. It's the devil. Yeah. Right? Like the mm-hmm. devil wants you to fail. The devil wants to bring you down. The devil knows he's lost. He wants, He's just trying to bring as many people down with him as possible. And that's why that's such a hard thing when we're in community with fellow unbelievers we you know it is our duty it's matthew 28 like we're called to disciple to all nations but it's not an easy task because it's not only them pulling against you like it's the devil pulling against you too and if you aren't rooted in word and rooted in prayer through through god like it's gonna be a battle bro it's that's gonna be really tough yeah and that's where a good community comes into that whole situation because we're supposed to share the gospel with non-Christians and hang out with them. Yeah. Because Jesus did, as seen all throughout the gospels, where he had dinner with sinners, he hung out with tax collectors, all the people who stereotypically in that culture, no one would, no one claiming to be a Jew, I guess, would ever hang out with them. Right. And so we are supposed to hang out with them, yet if we're not grounded and have a good community around us, it's easy to get pulled into that into lifestyle that lifestyle yeah. exactly you yeah. read my mind there you go <laughs> no and that's a good point um but should we what should we transition that into what do you want to talk about next i would just before we transition okay Jumping go read in. psalm one everybody i'm not going to read it for you this is kind of but long. go read it that's your homework it's seven verses i think it's your homework, and that kind of gives some good comparison between bad company, good company, who you spend your time with, and oh, community like that. That's another thing I just remembered because I think a good example is like I have I have four like four or five really really good friends on campus, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes like we'll meet someone new who's not a believer who's like new to the faith, and you know they still cuss, they still make comments that you know aren't biblical aren't Christ-like and and that I think that's a perfect example of like why it's such a hard thing because even though I have in my opinion like five of like the best solid guy friends on campus even though I have that when I'm hanging out with that one person who's struggling with all these things who's maybe cussing up a storm like I feel the need to cuss you know and that's the sinful nature in me but even though that I'm I'm rooted in community and I have a good solid church and I have a good solid friend group of not only guys, but girls too. Like, and then you hang out with that one person. Like it's, it's dangerous because even in that, in that instance, like I'm being honest, like I sometimes feel the need of like, Oh, I could just drop an F bomb right now. Is there, is there a Bible verse that you look back to? That's basically how you decide that, Oh, I'm not going to cuss. You know, do you have a verse that you're like, this is why we shouldn't cuss as Christians not off the top of my head but do you have a verse <laughs> i i know there's a verse somewhere that says what we say should be life-giving or something on that order mm-hmm. 
Now we'll have to look more into this, but I was just asking because obviously we want to live our lives based on the Bible and make our decisions off of what the Bible says. And I don't know if it says anywhere explicitly, thou shall not curse or cuss. And so it's important. We think cussing is wrong. And it's important for us to say mm. why based on a Bible verse. Ephesians, so we try and find that. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Boom. Why does that verse make you not want to cuss? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to read another verse okay. off the top of my All head, right. um, and then I'm going to talk about that. Uh, I don't know the verse's reference, but... Um, it's not even, I don't know the full verse, but somewhere in the Bible, it says like the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Right. Uh-huh. And, and that's, I think it's something important to note where, you know, what's in our heart, what, what we're living by, what we're seeking after, like that's going to reflect in our character yeah. through our thoughts, through our actions, through what we say. And so, you know, whenever, I think that's a good, good way to fact check yourself is, you know, if I'm, Obviously, we are sin- sinful by nature. Yeah. Um, and, like, we are going to feel those temptations. Yep. But <clears throat> that's something too important to look at. In my own life is, like, hey, if I'm feeling these temptations, like, what, what, where's my heart at? Like, what, what am I doing that's bringing up these desires to, if I'm hanging out trying to share the gospel with someone that he's cussing, maybe, like, why do I feel the need to want to cuss? You know? Yeah, so when you feel those temptations, where do you go? I honestly, it's, it's more of just like, if I'm in the moment, I have to remind myself to like step back, like, and, and remind myself like why I don't say those things or do those things, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's by the grace of God. Like if if it was my own power, I don't think I'd be able to do that. But I, most of the time when I'm in those situations, I do feel it's, it's almost like the Holy Spirit talking inside you. It's like, that's, that's not right. Like you can't, you can't say that it's not, um, it's not biblical, you know? And yeah. so it's less of a place of like, I just go to the Bible, read this verse and it's okay. It's more of a place of like, I need to remind myself of, Hey, like this is not okay. And you need to stand strong in your convictions and beliefs, you know? Yeah. I think that's a good lead in to another point and how, when you get temptations, whether it's with cussing or whatever, mm-hmm. you, the, you can bring that to your community that's yeah. another reason to have good community to keep you grounded. That's that's faith. where you were going with that. Yes, I, didn't I was seeing if you would say that. I'm but sorry. It's okay. It's no worries. I would say I first go <laughs> go to God, go to His Word, find out what He says about it, and then take it to your community, and have them walk through it with you. Mm-hmm. And well so said. I think that's a good lead in. That, that was very that was very well done. I'm sorry I didn't pick up on that. It's I haven't, okay. I haven't hey, had breakfast yet. I was, I was honestly genuinely just wondering what you were going to say as well. Yeah. So I mean, not to discount what I did no. say because that is something that I try to do. But no, that, yeah. was, that was a good segue that I didn't pick up on. I haven't had breakfast yet, bro. I'm hungry. Neither have I. Yeah. We'll get breakfast after this. Um, no, what, that, was, that was a good segue. Are you going to continue with that segue or... Do you have somewhere you'd like me to continue do you, with? Do you, I don't know. I didn't know if that was just your only segue. No, I'd just say a lot of... Go to God first yeah. and community second. Yep. Well Let's said. not get those flipped. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about community and relationships. Should we just touch on that yeah. for like two yeah. minutes? Go for it. Cool. 
I am an avid believer about good community and relationships and, and good community before one gets into a relationship. Uh-huh. And what I mean by that is I've set a rule for myself that if I consider dating someone in the future, that she must have good sisters in Christ as her best friends that she's on like daily correspondence with, you know, hangs with all the time because in that instance, you're removing yourself as the only source of like someone that she can go to with anything and everything that she's going to. Right. And I've experienced Mm -hmm. that. It's not a fun thing. It's, it brings up a lot of conflict. It brings up a lot of strife. It brings up a lot of just like discomfort when you're that only person who's taking blows for everything going on in their life. And same for me. Like, I, and I hope that my my guys, this is kind of ironic that I'm saying this, would call me out. They wouldn't be able to call me out because they wouldn't be there. But my I need to have good, solid guys in my life if I consider dating a girl because I can go to them and I'm not only going to the girl herself, you know? Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I think that's another example of a way where too often friends girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever relationship it may be, mm-hmm. they take their problems to a person before they take them to God. And mm-hmm. that can be very detrimental to the person who is, to to an extent, we're, as we said earlier, you're supposed to carry their burdens. Right. But it can be detrimental Without... to the other person if you're just getting bombarded with mm-hmm. everything. That's a, that's a good point, too, that you said go to God first, which I didn't touch on. But through going to God first, you are, it's direct correspondence with him. And whether or not he answers those prayers immediately, like it does. Prayer gets your mind going and like gets your mind thinking. Right. Mm-hmm. And so even if, you know, say, say I'm in a relationship and I want to talk to my buddy about something and like say I decide to pray first and then go to my buddy, I think it would be less of like, my buddy's a punching bag. Yeah, Through exactly. praying first, because I've already processed it, maybe for a day or two. And, and even, I think you can, <clears throat> you have a like, problem with your relationship, look to see what God's word says about it, and take that to your, your friend, and you're like, hey, this is what I read in God's word about yeah. this, what do you think? Mm-hmm. And I think that's another way, so it's not like they're shouldering it, yeah by themselves and taking everything and they know you went to god first yeah no i like that i was gonna say other things in terms of relationships like having good community around you is so beneficial because one they can they can praise you well not praise you i don't know the right term but like build you up not praise you i don't know why i said that they can build you up for the the good things that you're doing in the relationship Uh the things you're abstaining from the things you're um I don't know, doing together like that. They can, they can commend you for, for the way you're going about the relationship, but they can also call you out for red flags. Yes. Right. And not only red flags, like, Oh, I saw her do this or say this or think this, like I saw you as in me do this. Right. It's not just like, is she right? It's like, am I right? Am I in the right spot to, to date? Or am I, am I kind of slipping and, and not seeing some important things that I should be seeing? Right. That's such an important thing for community because without that, I, I like to think that, I, I guess I like to think that with that, um, like if a relationship leads to marriage, like without good community calling you out, you're going to get into marriage and you're going to run into all these issues. Right. That should have been notified and seen yeah. early on, which I, I ran into. And and that was a tough 
tough season of life where didn't have anyone calling me out but um looking back it was really detrimental you know i think that's a good transition into the sort of community calling you out Mm -hmm. is kind of a good transition into how do we handle conflict biblically with other believers and so there is i believe a core passage that most people go to for this there is i'm turning there now Yes, it's just sword drill. Matthew 18. Matthew 18. Verses 15 through 20. Lay it on me. Lay it on me. Got you. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained a brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, Tell it to the church, and if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth shall be loosened in heaven. Again I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. Boom. That's it. Biblical Conflict 101. There's so much in there, too. Yeah. There's so much. And so, I'm going to let you... I've been doing a lot of talking. I'm going to let you break this down. Hey, go to them first. Yeah. Go to them. Don't go to your friends and say, blah, blah, blah. This person is this. Go to them and say, hey, I don't like how you do this. The Bible says we should handle conflict like this. I'm coming to you. Let's talk through it. It's so easy to get caught up in the gossip yep. if you go to your fr- your friends first. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's a problem. It's too easy to get caught up in gossip. Then you're drawing your friends into the gossip. Yeah. If you have a problem with someone, go to them first. Yeah. And if and if they don't listen to you, then get two or three other homies and, and go to them, you know? Yep. And then if not, like, it literally the church is the church. Yep. You know? Go to the church. Go to the church. Mm-hmm. And... And through that, I think, I think that's a good segue into conflict and, and healthy conflict in mm-hmm. friendships, yeah. relationships, community, because like I have, I have five best friends, maybe more, <laughs> give or take, you know, um, and I've known a lot of them for like over a year now, you know, mm-hmm. I've known you for since we can remember. Right? Very long. And I'm sure I'm sure we had conflicts when we were like what five? Oh, probably. Yeah. There's some funny memories with yeah. you. Anyways, but like with, with with my guys like the last few years, like I have definitely run into conflicts, but through Matthew eighteen, which I think I've we've done pretty well to the most part, like through going to them in person, trying not to gossip and, and then, you know, following Matthew eighteen if it doesn't go the way you were hoping it would go, it it really sharpens and, and strengthens your relationship with that brother or sister like for girls you know um and i think that that's kind of a taboo topic conflict because it's like oh conflict i want to stay away from it yeah, too you many know? people think that conflict in and of itself is a bad thing yeah it can however i it can be it used. can be it can be it can be yeah. if it's done in a non-loving non-biblical way mm-hmm. But when it's used properly, it refined. It, it's helpful more to your friends. If I see Owen doing something, and I'm like, that is directly against what God says, yeah. and I don't go to him because I'm scared of having that conflict, 
then that's unloving mm-hmm. because I'm letting him live in his sin. Yeah. And so... And there's there's even conflict in yeah, the Bible. Yeah, there... You want to touch on that? One example is if you go and read Galatians 2, 11 to basically the end of the chapter, it's basically Paul tells how he had to call out Peter for mm-hmm. Peter doing something that Paul thought was anti-biblical and then Peter... I believe repented and agreed with Paul. Yeah. And that's not to say yet. The it's whole the point Bible. is tell them the truth in love. I forget what verse that is, mm-hmm. but in love, do it in love. And that's a way to not make conflict to gain a, brother. a horrible thing. Yeah. Don't be scared of conflict just no. for conflict's sake. Yeah. You can make it a loving thing that will, will find both of you. Mm-hmm. Well said. And I think, I think that's a good, a good segue into like maybe like how do I find community you know if mm-hmm. I don't have community take yeah. college for example um you know as you're a freshman you're Josh you're a freshman like when you get here you're like huh like, yeah like it's what there's very, so many it's people. overwhelming it is overwhelming and so I would just say to anyone who's out there like looking for community and this is just off of my own experience like start with a church just get plugged in with a church I was blessed enough to get plugged in with the church my first semester of freshman year and they were awesome, you know. And, and while I was trying to find and build community on GCU's campus, I'd go to their college group on Monday nights. And that was just like an escape. Like that was so refreshing because it was people who were solid, who lived by God's word and, and cared, you know. And so I would suggest to anyone, whether you're at GCU or a different college or even at home, like get connected with community in a church, you know. Guys, I emphasize that as well. Yeah. First semester, I didn't really feel like I got plugged into any church second semester i've already feel like i have a much better community and yeah. i've been plugged in with the church start serving get plugged in just i'd say just find a church and yeah you'll find a great it, community it really it's crazy how it works like i don't i don't know how to explain it perfectly but you know and i would on top of that just say be bold right be bold be bold in your life like live for jesus because yeah, that's going to repel certain people, but it's good that it repels those people because you don't want to be in solid community with those people and you want to be a light in their life, you know? Yeah. I think in my experience, it was like, oh, if I live for Jesus, like these people will, are going to walk away or think I'm weird, but like, good. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be in community with those people. These, those people are not going to build you up. You're not going to grow from those people. But guess what? If you're living out Jesus and you're being a light in this world, it's going to attract the right people. And it might not happen immediately. I think I was blessed to find my community pretty early into second semester. And Josh, you're kind of on the same track. Just like, yeah. and, and some people, I, I know people who just now found community and they're a senior in college, you know, but they were fruitful and, and they, and they were bold in their faith yeah. and they fell in and out of friendships, but where they are now is such a good and healthy place for them. And it's worth it. You know, it's worth the struggles and it's worth yeah i would say definitely be patient yeah it takes work it's not gonna come easily for me i didn't feel like i really had any good community until this past summer i just Mm -hmm. made like really good friends with people back home before i came here and that's like the first time i've ever been in good community in my life and it took 18 years basically to find that good community but when i found it it was it's exactly what you're looking for and it 
it's just amazing yeah, it is yeah. and i can attest to that too i didn't really have good community either growing up and then coming to college second semester like that was the first time like i found good like my boys and and good a good solid friend group and it made everything worth it it made the last 18 wor- 18 years worth the wait you know yeah because yeah it's it's crazy one last note on the disciples slash some people won't be want to want to be friends with you yeah it's kind of along the lines of suffering every disciple except for john was martyred for their faith and mm. there will be suffering jesus says that we'll mm. suffer for his name and so don't let that be something that holds you back mm-hmm. because you're gonna suffer whether you like it or not yeah do you have anything else to add or should i'd just like to switch the secret word to make sure you listen to all the way to the end the new secret word is double dito and that's the new secret word okay. d-i-t-t-o double ditto double ditto i like dito better no double ditto better. anyways i'm gonna wrap it up with a verse in matthew it's matthew 28 verse 19 says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I think that, I think that's a good way to, to summarize it because, you know, we started out with the disciples and, and they were with Jesus, right? And they, they saw his life on earth and after his death and resurrection and ascension to heaven, right? They were left on earth and it was their task. They were supposed to spread the gospel, you know? Yes, they were. But we are also disciples, and we are called to disciple to all nations. And and I want to point out that community makes that so much easier than I can ever explain. Because yep, when you're with fellow believers, it's it's incredible. I don't I don't know how to explain it. And I'm not saying go to the Middle East and talk to people there and learn a new language. And I mean that's cool if you feel called to do that. Absolutely. But discipling to all nations also means walk down the street and knock on the the house of the door with the old lady and the cat you're the cat lady you know what i mean like just that's discipling to all nations and that's what we're supposed to live by and community just makes that that much better so yeah dope you got anything else no no all right well bye guys thank you for joining us on this week's episode we hope and pray that you have a wonderful rest of your week yeah peace